for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. And please share those on social media. As I always say, we face the same social media censorship that so many of you do. So we appreciate it when you share the articles and podcasts over on America Out Loud. We've got a big show tonight. Got on a couple great service members, Major David Beckerman and First Lieutenant John Bowes of the United States Air Force. They're going to come on and discuss uh, the vaccine mandate with us. Rob and I have talked about this topic quite a bit. We don't know what they're going to say, but they're going to clue us in on where they stand. Um, Very interesting to a couple active military members on the show. We don't get that opportunity uh, very often. We've had on uh, Colonel Julie Hall in the past. We've had on Joe Kent, um, some other great military members, David McGrath, but uh, never active military. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, Rob, how are you doing tonight? And I'm really looking forward to the show and getting into this. How about yourself? Andrew, I'm doing great. And the two past couple of nights, we've had uh, our guest on. We've been talking about the criminal element that has besieged the United States of America. And now we're shifting gears to talk about the military mandate. We've spoken about the military and the mandate. And when I say the mandate, for the COVID vaccine. The COVID vaccine that we were told that if you take the vaccine, you won't get the virus. Now, let's just be clear here. We have the COVID vaccine thanks to President Trump. In my opinion, the greatest president, one of the greatest presidents ever. He said that, hey, we're gonna get a vaccine because that's what the left wanted in order for us to reopen the country after they demanded that we shut it down. So he said, we're going to get you a vaccine and we're going to get it within lightning speed. Well, of course, Dr. Frankenfraud, Frotchy, the scarf lady, Dr. Birch, and everyone on the left, including Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Joy Reid, Don Lemon, you know, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party said that, oh, that's impossible. We won't have that for another eight years. And they laughed about it. Oh, it won't happen. See, they were laughing about it and saying it wasn't going to happen because they wanted to keep the country shut down. Why did they want the country shut down? Oh, so that they can lie, cheat and steal an election. Yes, I said it. They stole the election. I don't care what they say. The election was stolen. Well, how do you know the election was stolen? Well, any time you have judges interfering in election and making legislation, which is supposed to be done by the legislature, that's stealing, that's wrong. But our dishonest media won't break it down to to break it down like that and explain it to you that judges can't interfere in an election. Oh, and by the way, the owner of Meta, Facebook, Zuckerberg, he also went into some of the mid-Atlantic states and bought up all of these polling booths so that he can control it. But I digress. Look at previous podcasts and you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, it, it was stolen. I don't care what they say. No, maybe the FBI will come after me and they'll say, hey, why are you saying that? Well, if Jamie Raskin can say that the election was stolen in 2016 
And then in 2020, when uh, Bush Gore, why can't I say it? If Nancy Pelosi or Maxine Waters, if they can stand up on the House floor and challenge the electoral vote, why can't I? When I say it, it's wrong. Oh, it's wrong. You don't like America, but they can say it all they want to. Look at Hillary Clinton. She's still saying that, oh, Trump, he knows he's illegitimately elected, as well as all the rest of them. But when the right says it, oh, there's something wrong with them. We've got to shut them down. <laughs> Give me a break. The midterm election can't get here soon enough. And when it does get here, and when we win, I don't care what anyone is saying, we need to investigate. I don't want like a year-long investigation because we already know the players. We already know that they lie. We already know what they did. I want to see arrest made. I want to see perp walks. And even if it means a perp walk of Barack Obama, then so be it. If we can go in and raid the home of a private citizen who happened to be the 45th president, then by, by God, we can go in and we can hold Barack Obama accountable and we can hold Christopher Ray accountable and we can hold Merrick Garland accountable and we can hold Joe Biden accountable and we can hold Dr. Fracci accountable because all of these people are against America. They are against this great country. How is it that you're going to tell our military men and women if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to lose your job. We don't want you here. But you're going to allow illegal aliens to cross the border? Say nothing about it? You're going to allow some athletes, oh, because we love them, they're for entertainment. They don't have to take the vaccine? And then look at our first responders when COVID first hit. Oh, we need to sing praises. We need to bang our platters and bang cans and buckets and everything else because they're on the front line. And then, oh, we're going to fire you if you don't take this vaccine. Never mind you that the vaccine is probably, in my, in my honest opinion, it's probably Kool-Aid. No, if you have a comorbidity, if you're of a certain age, of course it might work for you. But look at Joe Biden. He had all, all the vaccines. And yet, and still, he got COVID not once, not twice, but three times. His wife got it. Kamala Harris got it. Even the CEO of one of the vaccines got it twice. But our military men and women, you better take that vaccine. You better shut up and you better take it, says Lloyd Floyd and says Mark Miley. Mark Miley, who in my opinion should be court-martialed. I'm saying that, not our guest. I'm saying it. He should be court-martialed. Well, why should he be court-martialed? Well, because he was working against the commander-in-chief, President Trump. He was working against him. No one's saying anything about it. But if we had an honest media, they would come out and say, this is what he did. Why would he jump on the phone and call China and say, China, we're not going to attack you? Now, has China contacted him and say, hey, we're working with Putin and this Ukraine invasion? No, we haven't heard anything. No one has called Mark Miley. No one has said anything. He's just out there looking at, uh, what is it, white guilt and white anger and all this other stuff because he wants to be woke. Meanwhile, we could be looking at a potential war. And we've met none of our military numbers as far as recruitment. So who's going to go out and who's going to fight the war? A ragtag team that Mark Miley creates? No, I don't know. But we'll, we'll, I, I guess we'll find out. But back to the mandates. As Andrew said, we have on our show tonight Major David Beckerman and First Lieutenant John Bowles. And they're going to talk to us, give us their thoughts on the military mandate. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? 
Hey, how's it going? This is uh, Major David Beckman. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that these views, I, I represent myself when I'm making these thoughts and opinions are my own, and I do not represent the Department of Defense, the United States Air Force, or the U.S. government. Uh, there was a couple of things you mentioned in the intro, specifically uh, the media blackout, right? We are trying to have this discussion and, and bring to light all of the issues with the mandate, uh, specifically the legality, the effect on national security, the effect it's having on morale. Uh, myself and eight other officers, nine total, we recently authored a an whistleblower report. It was authored on 15th August of 2022. I'll be honest with you guys, it's dense. It's dense in legal legality conversation, but the, the short version and what your listeners need to understand or what the audience needs to understand is that the current uh, version or the way that they're executing the, the mandate, we don't have a fully licensed product available. And therefore, this is why what, what the claims that we're making in the mand the claims that we're making in the whistleblower report is that the order itself is unlawful because you cannot mandate an experimental use or uh, emergency use authorized uh, product. You know, we talk about that it's a vaccine. I, I'm sure your audience is familiar that the CDC changed the definition of what a vaccine is. And what's good about the military is kind of slow. And in our regulations, uh, it would fail to meet the definition of vaccine for our for the military. Uh, David, just really quick, you just mentioned you said that the CDC changed the definition of what a vaccine is. Now, we, we know that this administration has changed the definition of many things. They've changed the definition of a woman. They've changed the definition of a recession. They've changed the definition of an inflation. They have just been just like willy-nilly changing everything to meet their own requirements or to make themselves look good. So what definition are they now giving to define what a vaccine is? Yeah, so interesting enough, um, it's you can obviously go on CDC website right now, you can look it up. Uh, but essentially, it's alluding to that vaccines no longer provide immunity, they provide protection. Similarly, like if you, you know, took cold medicine, it would protect you like you took vitamin D and it protected you from getting sick. That's kind of what they're alluding to. And this is a good point. Uh, this is a good opportunity to mention the fact that there's many of us that are suing uh, the Department of Defense. Uh, one such lawsuit, Wilson versus Austin. And in that lawsuit, we're making the claims that uh, what the DOD is implementing or what this country uh, has mandated, it fails to meet the definition of vaccine. Okay, so John, what are your thoughts? Introduce yourself and tell us your background. Thank you for having me on, sir. Uh, of course, like David, my, my thoughts and opinions are my own, and I don't represent the Department of Defense, the United States Air Force, or the U.S. government in any capacity in this interview. But uh, I uh, have a pretty uh, interesting story in terms of, of seeing uh, how this mandate has affected readiness and national security. Uh, I am an F-16 student pilot by trade. Uh, I began training in the F-16 uh, about a year ago. Uh, and around the same time, I was placed on administrative hold, essentially grounded simply because I requested a religious accommodation for the COVID vaccine. 
And so I haven't flown now for well over a year because of these mandates. And uh, there are tons of other pilots um, and operators, special forces, Green Berets and Navy SEALs now who, who can't do their job simply because they're unvaccinated. Uh, and that has serious negative repercussions uh, for our national security, whether or not you can make the argument that the vaccine is legal or ethical or anything else of the sort. Regardless, there are people who have convictions against the vaccine uh, and the way they're being treated is going to lead to a self-inflicted national security crisis. Okay, so you had you were grounded because you didn't want to take the vaccine. That's is correct. That, okay. So when you're saying you're grounded, what, what can you and can you not do? Well, you know, that's the interesting thing about what happened to me and so many others, uh, especially in the flying community, is that uh, we were all told that, of course, we were a danger to health and safety of the force because we were unvaccinated. Uh, but in the same breath, they also expected us to show up to work every day uh, and interact with people in close quarters and in close proximity. Uh, and so my job meaningfully didn't change at all in terms of how I interacted with my peers. Uh, but I was not allowed to fly in a single seat airplane uh, where the closest I would be is, you know, 20, 30 feet away from the jet at the, at the absolute closest from another person in another cockpit. Uh, and so it's rather ironic and also concerning to, to set that precedent uh, and tell people that they're not wanted in this military. And at the same time, also demand that they show up to work uh, and, and keep doing a job without being able to do what they're passionate about. No, I just don't understand this. It just, it just does not make a whole lot of sense why they want to insist that our men and women take this vaccine. I just can't, I can't wrap my arms around it. And we've spoken about this before on our show, as I mentioned, but it, it's like, what is the reasoning behind it? I mean, is this like some like power thing that they're on? They, they're trying to control it? David, what do you say? Well, it's kind of tough to answer the question of why things are happening, especially still as an active duty service member. But there was a couple of themes that John mentioned uh, as he was ex talking about his 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 story and how the mandate plays for him. I myself am also a pilot. Uh, I've been in the Air Force now 12 years. Uh, John is in training, right? So you have pilots on the kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. A pilot commitment is 10 years. My 10 years is kind of ending, John's 10 years is kind of beginning. And so what you have are these folks, these highly qualified individuals, I mean, we're talking pilots in the Air Force that aren't allowed to fly at a time when uh, we, have, we have recruiting issues, we have retention issues, retention meaning that service members are leaving uh, and they're not staying after uh, to fulfill a new commitment or, or staying past their contracts to opening a new contract. Uh, at the same time that we're having these, you know, these self-restricting policies, we also have shortages in our critically manned um, positions, such as pilots. John can talk a little bit more on, on the specifics of those numbers, but essentially what we're doing, and like you said, we're telling these service members to get vaccinated or not, right? The discussion on the legality and that you, you tend to get lost in the weeds and you, you know, you kind of tend to lose your, uh, to lose the audience or, you know, you the left thinks one way, the right thinks another. But what's more important between you know left, right, get vaccinated, you know, not not the medical conversation, but simply the readiness conversation, the conversation about national security, what the mandate is doing to the military and its readiness with, to its service members. I give I'll give you two examples. Uh, you you asked about why are we doing this? John's talking about 
you know, still be able to perform the job. I don't know if you're uh, following the re recent news about Hurricane Ian out in Florida. There was a recent article, <clears throat> I think Fox News picked it up, Breitbart picked it up. It's it's trending, it's going viral, about uh, the president thanking a Coast Guard rescue swimmer uh, for rescuing people out of their homes and out of these floods. And this same uh, Coast Guard rescue swimmer happens to be unvaccinated and is within a month or two of getting separated. Yeah, that's really sad that that hero is um, actually about to lose his position. And uh, it's su such class that he didn't even bring it up to Biden when he had the opportunity to speak with him on the phone. Uh, he did not want to be a distraction at all to the uh, hurricane relief. We'll be back with more from David Beckerman and John Bowes of the United States Air Force. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. How the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. Now we invite you, friends, to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We are 
back again after dark with Robin Andrew. Thank you all for tuning in. And, you know, a different topic than we usually discuss. As I said, we started the week off talking about the criminal activity in the United States. And we're now speaking about the military mandates that our boys and girls, men and women, have to uh, endure by taking the, the shot in the arm, the COVID vax. The vax that we're told is supposed to be the all to end all. And as Biden has said on more than one occasion, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to worry about COVID. You're free from it. Now, he said that, I think, was like been, was it 2020, Andrew? And then he flipped and came back and said, well, no, you get the vaccine. It's the people who don't have the vaccine. They're giving you COVID. And then he came back and he changed it again. And as we said during the first block of the show, we know that this administration, they love changing the definition of what is, is, and what it's meant to be. You can't make this stuff up. You just, you cannot make it up. But when we were going to break, we we're talking about the vaccine, we we're talking about how the military is having a very difficult time to try and recruit. Now, I don't necessarily think that it's because of the vaccine. People don't want to take the vaccine, but I could be wrong. That could be one of the reasons why people don't want to, or it could be that the military has become too woke. I mean, I got to say that under Mark Miley, I mean, they're letting everything and anything under the sun. They're even lowering the standards as to you don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And Mike, come on. And we had on our show, as Andrew mentioned, Colonel Julie Hall. We had Joe Kent come on also, and they were talking about the military. But it was rather interesting when Colonel Hall came on and she was telling us what the military is looking for as far as people joining. And I got to tell you, under the Miley regime, uh -uh, it's anyone's guess as to who could join the military. And it's really sad and it's unfortunate. And if they're holding this whole vaccine thing over these heads of individuals who would like to join but don't want to take the vaccine, shame on you. Because if we were to go to war right now, who's going to fight that war? Who will be prepared to fight the war? The ABCDEFGQ community? Not making fun of them now. I'm just being realistic here. We, we have to speak truth to power. And on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we speak truth to power. And I'm glad to say these are my views and not the views of our guest. But speaking truth to power, no matter where you are, no matter where you go, it is important. So we're bringing John back on because he's going to talk to us about the mandate and how it's affecting our soldiers and the research that he has done. John, go ahead. Well, you know, you mentioned that uh, you wonder if it's vaccine mandates or if it's other things. I think the vaccine mandates are playing a much larger role than uh, you would imagine. And you know, on a personal basis with, with so many people in the fighter pilot community, at least that I speak to, they're frustrated uh, and they're telling me things like, I don't, I don't want to take this booster. I'm scared. I'm concerned because uh, a lot of people are starting to see the negative repercussions of this vaccine. Uh, but regardless of that, I, I just want to paint a picture for, for the audience on where the DOD stands right now with their manning and retention uh, as of this year. And so uh, fiscal year 22 this year, which just ended in October, um, at the beginning of October, excuse me, that recruiting for the Department of Defense was the worst it has been since the all-volunteer force started in 1973. This is essentially the worst year for recruiting for the Department of Defense since the end of Vietnam. And everyone knows how the sentiment was towards the military in Vietnam. The Army missed its recruiting goal by about 15,000 soldiers this year, 
Uh, and things uh, and other things like fighter pilot retention in 2021 2021 was below 30% for those that finished their 10 year contract. So, uh, people are running for the door and I think most shockingly after the mandates uh, in April of 2022 this year, we lost 10,000 service members in a single month, which is the most we've lost uh, in the last 10 years in a single month. Uh, and so like I said, people are are running for the door uh, and leaving in a time when we can't recruit their replacements or even come close. And and what the Department of Defense is doing uh, at the same time is saying that they have an intent to separate almost 100,000 service members who are unvaccinated. And I don't think uh, at one of the most unstable and tumultuous times in this century, if not the most unstable and tumultuous time of this century, that uh, we should be even remotely coming close to discharging one person if we can manage it. Uh, and, and so with that, we're making the situation worse by grounding pilots. There are 14 instructor pilots at one of our major pilot training bases who are grounded, which is a major detriment to a squadron's output of new pilots. Uh, and people like Green Berets and Navy SEALs and infantry are considered non-deployable because they don't have the vaccine. Uh, when our own CDC agrees that there's meaningfully no difference between the vaccinated and unvaccinated now. So the policy seems to be intentionally, in my opinion, in my personal opinion only, uh, directed at, at forcing people to get the vaccine no matter what. And I think in our current national security crisis and our manning and retention crisis, that 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 is a dangerous precedent to set for our military and one we can't afford to do. And so the American people uh, need to demand some answers on this. Yeah, definitely need some answers. And just speaking about military readiness, David, could you share your thoughts on that military readiness and the people that we see that are coming in? I remember uh, we had a couple of shows, as I mentioned earlier, with Julie, Colonel Julie Hall, and she was talking to us about it. So I would like to get your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, actually, we we know Julie. We both of us we we were in touch with Julie Hall. Um, but so wait, John, let me just say this, David, before you go. Yeah, she yeah. is a great American patriot. Oh, absolutely. I love her. Go ahead. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so John, yeah, you know, John brings uh, attention to a lot of uh, good data, and the the point that I want to make too, on top of all of this, is that we need to stop making this you know, a partisan issue or a left first right, and really just look at it logically. Let's stop, let's stop freaking out. Let's stop talking about, you know, it, benefits of the vaccine, not benefits. There, I don't know if you saw the video of the Canadian celebrity. I initially, when I saw the video, I, I, I scrolled past it. I thought, oh, she, her, fa- her face is paralyzed. So she's probably talking uh, against the vaccine. I found out through a friend that she was still saying that the, the vaccines are good with half of her face paralyzed and that we still need to do this for the for the greater good. The insanity of that. <laughs> and that's and, and, and here's where we bring it back. Regardless of where you stand on the medical side of things, we need to look at this logically. Secretary of Defense talks about getting the vaccine because it's a readiness issue and it's it's a war it, it's uh, for war fighting capabilities readiness war fighting readiness war fighting essentially the idea is that we need to be you know like anything else if we're going to go to uh, asia they stick us with yellow fever and then they send us out the door so that we don't get yellow fever but as you brought up earlier you get stuck with covid four two three four five times you still get sick secretary of defense i think he's been sick twice he's got four jabs um, so when we're when we're talking about readiness, right, we're saying go get this product or else. And what we're seeing is uh, if you don't do it, we're separating you. So we're losing you anyway. Right. I think the separations are up to 7,500 now service members. I'll put that number into perspective for you. In in all of the 20 years in Afghanistan, we lost 7000 service members 
to combat that they passed away in in Afghanistan over a 20 year period in just over just over a year we've more we've our our separations are more than those that have passed away in the entire conflict of Afghanistan Wow, that's wow. unbelievable. David, I want to ask you, um, you've already served 12 years. What are the ramifications for people who are in the military and have been for quite some time and they do not get this vaccine? Um, do they lose their pension? Do they lose all benefits? Um, how does that work? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. We just had a really phenomenal episode on uh, a recording, a podcast between two of our uh, you know, outspoken um, service members on the whistleblower report, which you can find also on America Out Loud. And essentially, here's what's going on. So if you're a service member and you express that you you, know, you have some kind of uh, religious beliefs against or conscious belief, you know, God speaking to you not to do this, or you have a medical exemption. And this is important because folks that, um, you know, even, even the individuals that went and got the first shot and had a reaction they they went ahead and they asked for an exemption, which is what the what the policy says. You know, we'll we'll, we'll exempt you if you have a negative uh, reaction after the first one. Even they can't get an approval to get an exemption uh, from the mandate. Uh, they're not uh, they're not recognizing natural immunity, even though our regulations allow for it. It's the only virus uh, that you know you can't have natural immunity. You have to have the vaccine. Um, and so what these what, what these individuals are facing is uh, coercion. They're facing retaliation. Um, basically, they're they're being treated, you know, for like discarded almost. You know, where where essentially the unit is moving along, but you know, for example, John Bowes here. Hey, you can't fly. Well, what is what is John Bowes do, doing right now that that his peers aren't doing? He's doing everything else they're asking him to do. The only thing that he's not allowed to do is to fly. And who's making that decision? Our, our leaders are. In other words, it's not a medical, it's not a medical, he's, he's not, he's not, he's, his, his grounding is not medically related. It's related simply because the leadership has decided that you cannot do this because you did not follow our unlawful order. What is the morale with their uh, troops? What, what are you hearing other individuals that are serving? What are their thoughts? What are they saying? If you could share that with us. I think uh, I'm going to pass it to John before saying this. I mean, we you, it's it's obvious what the morale is when we can't recruit, we can't keep people. I know uh, firsthand or even secondhand account. It's more, to be honest, it's more secondhand account of individuals who are making colonel. So this these are guys that you know, the, the career set. Um, they're around 20 years in. You know, making it to colonel is a big deal. That's like an accolade that that you want to achieve. They're, they're being selected for promotion and they're walking away. They're walking away from that. So I'll pass it over to John. Wait, and, and be, before you uh, comment, John, so you said that they're passing it and they're sending it to them. Wow. <laughs> now that speaks a lot as to what is happening and what's not happening. Now, just want to stick with just readiness again. So when we opened up, I was saying that there's a possibility, hopefully it won't happen, that we could go to war. Are we ready for that? Considering that we've missed all the benchmarks for recruiting. Do either of you think that, in your opinion, I know this is not the, the, the opinion of the military, do you think that we're ready? I don't think that we are. What are your thoughts? John. 
You know, I think at the very least, at the very least, we can say that we are not nearly as ready as we could be. Uh, and that's a direct consequence of, in my opinion, some of the policies that have been laid down. Uh, and whether that is on like social issues or whether it's the vaccine, uh, regardless of that, we are not doing everything that we can to make competent, deadly war fighters. And I think anything else uh, outside of that become starts to become a distraction. And, you know, I'm all for uh, having people who are diverse. I'm all for including people. But ultimately, the number one thing for any combat competent individual and warrior is to be a warrior. And that's what I think we're losing focus on. And I think the vaccine mandates are a great example of that, is that we're, we're so focused on an immunity immunization that still causes people to get and spread COVID, that it's detracting from our ability to focus all of our efforts on actually being able to defend our nation. Uh, and that is that is a trend that has, I think, concerning a lot of people. And I think one of the contributing factors behind why a lot of people are leaving is because they have a passion for being a warrior. It's what they signed up to do. It's what I certainly signed up to do was to fight for my country. And so when people see uh, things like uh, critical race theory, showing up in the curriculum at the Air Force Academy, uh, or, you know, so, some of the what people might call woke policies, I think they look at that and they go, well, this is not what I signed up for. And I think it's time to go to an organization that might respect my values and my beliefs more. Uh, and I think that's really where people are going with this. And, and the vaccine mandate certainly uh, has played a major factor in that. And on top of that, you know, the vaccine is injuring people. And I think that's a concerning thing that we need to look very, very seriously at uh, as a military is whether or not these vaccines are actually hampering our ability to have competent warfighters as well. I know of special forces soldiers who can't do their job anymore because of heart inflammation. Uh, at least one pilot, definitely more that I know of from anecdotal evidence that has been grounded for more than seven months because of myocarditis. Uh, and one air who had four strokes after getting the vaccine. Uh, and this is a small sample of some of the, the vaccine injuries that I've helped compile with medical data from doctors and sent to Congress. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not gotten a lot of traction. And I think people should be looking at that and being extremely concerned about uh, if we're going to war, we don't want to send warriors with heart inflammation. Uh, and so there's a whole plethora of issues here that I think combine it in, into one ultimate point, And that is that uh, we're not as ready as we could be. And we rapidly need to turn that around if we want to uh, be serious about winning any conflict that heaven forbid might happen. Yeah, we're here with David Beckerman and John Bowes, who are, who are both contributors on the Whistleblower Report right here on America Out Loud. So if you've not checked that out, be sure to do so. Quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I didn't. We're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com, check out their great products, and save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. So save 25% off your first order of Healthy Cell with the code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with John and David to talk about the unvaxxed pilots versus the vaccine pilots and what perhaps the injuries are of some of these people um, getting the vaccines. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrews.
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. Let me tell you, this is an innovation. The Genesis Fogger uses HOCL. This is a form of hypochlorite. This is a powerful disinfectant. Uh, that is tried and true. It's for sure kills SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19 virus, but many other pathogens, including bacterial as well as uh, mycofungal pathogens, enter the Genesis Fogger. It is a powerful mister. It's a dry mist and it does cleanse the air. It does uh, have an, a tremendous uh, disinfectant capability for the room. It's used for industrial purposes uh, and elsewhere, but now it's brought to you in your home to better defend you against SARS-CoV-2, the virus, COVID-19, as well as a host of other pathogens. So if you go to uh, the uh, promotional code and enter in out loud, you can receive a discount off of your first purchase. So go to the Genesis Fogger website and take a look at it. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and we're joined by David Beckerman and John Bose, and we're talking about the vaccine mandate 
and how it is affecting the soldiers. You know, Rob and I talk about this all the time, but we are not in the tents. We're not sleeping in the bunk beds with the fellow soldiers. So we don't really know what they're saying behind closed doors. But uh, David and John do. They're still active duty military. So it's very interesting to hear uh, what they have to say. And John, I understand you've actually done some research on uh, these vaccinated uh, pilots and uh, you've got some information to share with us. I know that I've seen that the Air Force actually has the most unvaccinated of any of the branches. I believe it's almost 10,000 that are unvaccinated compared to the Army, which has only got around like 1,500 to 2,000, somewhere in that number of um, unvaccinated. Uh, tell us about the effects of the vaccine on some of these uh, active duty soldiers, John. Yeah, so I mean, some of the some of the effects are, are, are truly uh, truly terrifying, honestly, in my opinion. And uh, so I think uh, the best way to describe it is that uh, we're seeing so many abnormal uh, complaints uh, on a day to day basis outside of, of the ones that we've generated report. And so for the context of those that are just tuning in. Um, I, I helped compile a report of approximately uh, 30 vaccine injuries from the military, seven of which are very detailed reports, including medical data and, and the rest with uh, reports from either written statements or anecdotal reports of, of people who have been injured by the vaccine. And, and we're seeing large numbers of things like myocarditis and pericarditis. That's a really concerning trend. Um, and we've seen those in so much as pilots who are some of the healthiest people in the military. And uh, almost certainly those individuals would not develop that kind of uh, condition outside of anything but a vaccine. Uh, and their doctors agree with them. Uh, on top of that, one particular service member, I think is the most tragic story is, is she had four strokes after getting a, uh, one of the vaccines. I can't remember off the top of my head, which, but, uh, now she struggles to walk and she certainly can't do her job. Uh, and, and it's very damaging to the rest of her life. She's going to be, she's going to be maimed for the rest of her life because of a vaccine that wasn't even necessary. And, uh, there are so many other heartbreaking stories of individuals who felt coerced, uh, one particular service member who I'll, I'll remain anonymous uh, told me that uh, he felt that he had to choose between feeding his family uh, and putting a roof over their head and getting the vaccine. And so he decided to take the vaccine in order to retire so he would have income after he retired. Uh, and he ended up developing myocarditis after the fact. And so now he's, he's wounded from this vaccine because of pressure and coercion for something that he didn't want to get. Uh, and so these are so many tragic stories just like this. I could go on forever about this. I, and that's just, it's not a healthy precedent to, to not discuss it and, and to, to push it under the, and, and, and leadership just doesn't seem very conducive to wanting to speak about it, uh, or at least even acknowledge it. And, and that's, that's a dangerous precedent to set when we were very serious about valuing our health and safety and, and almost ironic because as a pilot, I'm, I'm told that I should run the type of protein powder I use. Uh, by a flight surgeon and a doctor before I use it. But at the same time, we're going to use an experimental vaccine that's maiming people. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't understand why we would do that. Yeah, very yeah. well said. And uh, David, I don't mean to speak out of line here, but um, from what I've always uh, gathered, the Air Force is usually um, the most well-educated of all the uh, military branches. They're very intelligent. You have to be to get into the Air Force. And uh, the Marines is more people in like uh, world-class shape. And then the Army are people who um, maybe don't have a spot in the Marines or the Air Force, but we still appreciate their service and what they do is every bit is important. However, um, why do you think there is a difference between um, the Air Force and Army in the sense of how many people are getting vaccinated? I believe there's a lot more people in the Army, yet they have only uh, like 1,500 of them that are 
um, unvaccinated compared to the Air Force, where uh, you guys seem to be uh, holding your ground uh, much more. Do you uh, think there's a reason for that? Yeah, let me jump on. I would love to get into it with you and make jokes about the other service branches, but we only do that behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, for the for the purposes of the audience, yeah, we're not, we're all we're all in it. one team, one fight. But um, no, I think I think the stats might be a little off of what of what, uh, of what you have. I Army just by population alone, I think they they do have the most unvaccinated because they also the the biggest service branch. So just percentage wise, a better way to look at it instead of like the, the thousands or whatever is I I believe ninety five percent of the Department of Defense is vaccinated. So it's about five percent, uh, and then that five percent is spread out throughout. Um, each service branch, but that's when we're talking about injuries, that's terrifying, to be honest, right? That's kind of, we have 95% of the Department of Defense who was coerced to take a experimental emergency use product where the safety trials aren't even complete. We have firsthand accounts of vaccine injuries. John mentioned how no one's talking about it. The, there was medical individuals that leaked the information from the defense medical epidemiology database called DMED. It's a super secure version of, of what your audience would consider as VAERS. You have to have a, a military uh, card to log in, credentials to log into the system. And so that system was accurate. And they, uh, they took the information, they blasted it out, we uh, presented it in front of Congress. And what did the DOD do in response? They kicked everybody out, your credentials didn't work. They went in there and the best way to say is cook the books. Essentially, here to summarize, they compared a five-year period, 20, 2016, 2020 to 2021 with vaccine injuries. 2021, obviously, we know had a huge spike. And so what they did was they took that spike and sprinkled it out throughout the other, uh, the comparative years to make it look less egregious, that the spike to look less bad in 2021. So, so not only are they, they seeing it, uh, they're hiding it. They're covering up. And for example, recently there was a Department of Defense investigator general report calling out the Secretary of Defense saying, hey, uh, there is a potential here that these religious accommodations that you've been denying, the way you've been denying them is unlawful. That was sitting on his desk for three months before we, we saw it uh, in the media. Uh, and there's just there's a so many stories like that where you know we're trying everything we, we can to to bring to light the internal the using the internal processes to to bring to light all of the issues um and we're just getting crushed we're getting we're getting crushed to the point that we have to sue the government to sue the department of defense to get any kind of relief from this uh, unlawful that's that's crazy you have to sue to get some type of relief. I think this is all power. It's a power. They're on some type of power. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they, they want to show you that, hey, we're in control here. And this is what we're going to do. And you either play with us or you get out. We can destroy you. And the only way, in my opinion, that you're going to be able to get some relief is through a regime change. Yes, a regime change. Biden has to be removed. He's got to get out of office because if you take it to some judge, we have a lot of woke judges that are out there that will probably acquiesce and say, oh, no, you've got to do this. 
Although we know from looking at the numbers that the vaccine isn't for everyone. So why are you forcing people to get the vaccine? Why? Why are you making it mandatory? And we see now, look at our recruiting numbers. It could be that. It could be that they're looking at all the wokeism and, hey, I don't want a part of this. I can take my skill set and go somewhere else. This is all by design. And I see this a lot on our shows. This is by design. China is looking at us and they're laughing. Russia is looking at us and they're laughing. And we can't even see it. We can't even see it. The American people can't see it because the media won't show it to them. The media wants them to think that, oh, no, what Biden is doing is right. And you shouldn't fear. Biden, who the other day was asking for a dead woman to see if she was present during a White House event. Biden, who doesn't know if his wife is his sister or his wife. Biden, who says that Hunter Biden is the smartest man he's ever known. Biden, who gets confused when he's standing on a stage. I see this with my own eyes, but the media is going to tell us, oh, no, you know, he's just having a moment. He's okay. He's been busy. No, the man is mentally challenged. The man is cognitively challenged. Dr. Fracci is pushing a vaccine because he wants to increase his wealth. And as we're learning out, we found out the other day that he's been laughing at people when he would see them going into restaurants, restaurants all masked up. And then he had the audacity to say, oh, maybe we need to wear goggles. And I do believe that when he said that, when he came on TV and said that, that he was probably snickering and saying, ha, 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 let's see if they're going to fall for it. And now they've taken it to our soldiers and like, hey, we know they're not going to want to do it. So we're going to push this. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about soldiers, what it takes to be a soldier understanding the mission, understanding the job, understanding the military. Because I think a lot of times people get it all confused. They're thinking, oh, our soldiers don't need to be able to do 100 push-ups in a second. Our soldiers don't need to be able to run around. Our soldiers don't need to go through all these extremes. Our soldiers, we need to make certain that it's just all pretty and flowery. Meanwhile, China, they've never been in an all-out war now. But we don't know how they would respond. But man, when you look at those soldiers, whoa! fearless, which is what Trump wanted. And a lot of people, oh, he's crazy. It's just interesting how the Democrats, they don't like the military, but they always want to put us in a war. It just doesn't make any sense. Is it that the military complex, the only thing they want from a war is to make money and to enrich themselves? But think about it. They, they want to tear down the military, take away the budget. But at the same time, they want to always put us in a war. Go figure. But you gentlemen, tell us, what does it take to be a soldier? Let, give our listeners as much as you can an insight as to who these men and women are that are serving and what it takes. Either one of you can take the question. Yeah, David here, I'll go first. I actually got one better for you. Uh, you're talking to two Air Force pilots. So you're talking to two officers. And that's a better question to ask. What does it take to be an officer, especially in this environment right now, uh, where they're trying to separate us and influence our decision, do you, you use these coercion, use this undue command influence. But there's a duty, right? We have a duty to defend and protect the Constitution. When you see something that's wrong, blatantly wrong, you have to stand up and say something. It is our duty to follow, not follow, to disobey unlawful orders. And while we're doing that duty, 
we are at getting absolutely crushed by the policies, by uh, we're being ostracized by our fellow officers. You know, your your conspiracy this, your conspiracy that. And it's like, listen, uh, all you have to do is open up uh, the manual for courts martial, right? Look what a lawful order means. What's the definition? Look, go look at what the FDA is saying is approved or not approved. Go look at these policies and and, and look at what they're doing again to the the national our, our national security, our recruitment, and our uh, retention. Just just use your mind. Be a critical thinker. Be an officer, right? And and do the right thing. But what we have, what we're dealing with, is an officer corps that you know just kind of wants to go along with the status quo. They, you know, to them it's like the oath. They forgot their oath in a, in a sense, or or it doesn't really mean what it what it used to mean. Where they're just happy to get a paycheck and they just want to, uh, you know, when when we're bringing these issues to our commanders, you know what commanders say to us? They say, "Well, legal cleared it. It's a lawful order. I'm just following orders." As a commander, you can't really just say I'm following an order. It, it, you know, it didn't work in the without saying what I need to say. It, it didn't work in the 40s, <laughs> and it's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to work now. And John, what do you say? I'll just say that to, to be a a warrior in any phase, whether it is ancient history or it's modern times, regardless of technology, regardless of anything. Every single warrior needs to be a competent, capable killer. And that might, that, that's controversial to say in 2022, but that's exactly the nature of our business uh, as we support and defend the Constitution of the United States and we do it with deadly force. And so until we have that nailed down, there is no room for anything else because that's not our job. So ultimately, all warfare is probably going to devolve and usually devolves into things like hand-to-hand combat and, and getting gritty. And you need a spiritual, moral, and professional foundation that is rock solid in order to do that job. And until we have that, and we're not going to be a competent fighting force. And that's not our focus right now as a military. Uh, and that's extremely unfortunate because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being competent and defending your nation. And there's tons of patriots who want to do that job. And it's a shame that they're not able to do that job right now. And it's why they're leaving. And the American people needs to recognize that and they need to demand answers and ask the question of why our warriors can't be warriors. Yeah, very well said. Thank you so much, David and John, for joining us tonight. Uh, David, where can people go to uh, keep in touch and uh, follow with uh, what's going on with your guys' situation and keep updated? Oh, I have a few a uh, few places to send you. I'll probably have to send you uh, these links. But for now, I'm, I'm on Twitter, David Beckerman Zero. Uh, we we have the show, the whistleblower report on uh, this on America Out Loud. Our attorney has a blog called the abjectlesson.com uh, and where he posts updates about the the on the ins and outs of the lawsuit. Uh, and the rest I'll I'll send you an email. We'll get it, we'll get it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, David Beckerman and John Bose for joining us tonight. We appreciate your guys' service and thank you so much for coming on. We're wishing you uh, continued luck and uh, we hope to hear from you again and uh, get an update on this situation after more time passes and to see uh, exactly what ends up happening. Thank you all for taking the time and joining us tonight on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to americaoutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. We'll see you next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.